0: to the Parental Compass, presented by Family Education and Support Services. I am your host, Bobby Williams. Hey, if you like what you hear today, be sure to subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on. I wanna start with a little bit of a celebration. Family Education and Support Services had an amazing gala last weekend. So I just wanna give a big thank you to everyone who helped make that such a big success. With children, we talk a lot about how we need to be strength-based with them, focus on the positive. But I think often we forget about doing that with ourselves. Our guest today is Brandon Miller. Brandon is the author of multiple parenting books, including Play to Their Strengths and Incredible Parents. He's also the CEO of an organization called 34 Strong. They do trainings with businesses to teach them how to be strength-based. There's a lot of crossover there. Uh, If you're interested in learning more about Brandon and his work, you can go to annalynbrandon.com. There's a lot of information up there. So today we're talking about how can you overcome your negativity and build on your strengths as a parent. Let's check it out. So
1: changing diapers is something that I have yet to meet a parent who looks forward to this. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife and I are the parents of seven children. So one might imagine we've seen more than our fair share of diapers over the years. It was always a celebration when one would get out of diapers while the next one was there. So we didn't have two or three at the same time, which we did. Uh, But diapers, that would be a good example of the grind. It's a part of parenting. It's not going to go away. And it's something that we have to do compared to greatness. So we think of our strengths through the filter of what am I really good at? What do I enjoy? What brings me fulfillment? What what, what am I deeply satisfied when I'm done? And so these parts of parenting start to take shape around, I enjoy planning outings for my kids, or I'm fantastic, put me in the tutoring chair, I am that parent, or I love to organize the carpool, the lunch schedule, the chore charts. This is an example of things that bring strength to a person. And when we add genius, what we're really getting at is those parts of parenting, and you can play it into life, where we've invested probably years into certain parts of of our activities or areas where we engage. And now we're known for this. we're, We're recognized by others and appreciated for these areas of strength.
0: Mm. Let's start with grind because that seems like the toughest one. So we all have to change diapers. We have to do some basic things, but is there any way that you can make the grind more tolerable or just less of a pain? Yeah, there
1: is and and so we like to think of the time in parenting as the great equalizer. All of us will spend time taking out the trash, doing the dishes, folding the laundry, the chores of parenting. Mm-hmm. And perhaps there's a way to even look at other activities that we think we're supposed to do. If I think I'm supposed to throw the most extravagant, amazing birthday parties, or I think I need to be the most organized and administrated parenting around my kids' chores, because you know, you really should teach those kids responsibility. Then perhaps there's these areas where I never feel like I can quite get the traction I'm looking for. It doesn't fit me, and what we offer to you is perhaps that's an area where you might have a partner, whether it's your, your your spouse, your partner, your co-parenting relationship, caregivers, others that support parenting, help in those areas that aren't as strong. Or even simpler, perhaps if you stopped something that you weren't as strong as, that you felt like you were grinding, you could put the aim in a different direction where you are stronger, and, and see more of that return back to your kids. Yeah, how, how does that relate
0: to single parents, you think?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what, when we think about resources any parent has, what our kids want from us more than anything else is our time and our attention, mm-hmm. time and attention. And we only have a limited supply of both. And when we think about our children as a single parent, we want to economize time. We want to think wisely. If I'm going to put my time and effort toward an area, that really, if I if I didn't make this a primary focus, so that I was really engaging in an area of strength, what we recommend coming back to you and and for you to think through is more energy, more more uh, uh, of a place of satisfaction of, of even enjoyment and endurance, so you can keep going. And then the gift of time, what you're children are receiving time and attention you have more to offer and so i think for parents in a in a uh, partnership or parents on their own all of us need to think about time as the great equalizer single parents in particular when we meet and talk with them it's let's really dig in let's look at where your partners are and let's also mm-hmm. look for the place where you get to maximize that gift to your kids of your time and attention
0: yeah well and just moving with intention too of thinking like okay this is what's important to me this is what i need to put the time on this maybe not quite as much now go into those ideas about how you can be your own worst critic too it's just so hard to get out of that negative way of thinking if you mess up one thing and it's just like you forget about the seven other things you did that were good it's hard. I think it comes from like a primal, like threat assessment, looking out for what's going on. How do you protect yourself? But it's not helpful now.
1: I don't think so. I I think in our journey for Annalyn and I, my wife, we realized that we spent a lot of time longing to be something we weren't. Mm-hmm. And that was the product of the, uh, the the groups we spent time with, even our family. Certainly with the advent of social media, why can't I be more like those parents or that dad or this person? And and that what we call negativity bias starts to create this space where I'm just not good enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I'm not as good as them. And and unfortunately, that's probably not true. It's probably more accurate that yes, you are great at some things. You're amazing at them. And if you catch Doing them, oh my goodness, you'd be you'd be world class. You would be the envy of others in these areas where you're the strongest. And so when we think about negativity bias, Bobby, compared to leading with positive intent, leading with give give ourselves a break, you know, go easy. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no one of us not struggling in a season like we've all been through the last 18 months. Give yourself a break and and look out for, okay, maybe I am doing enough. Maybe I really am going at the at the pace that I can. And so we have this phrase Bobby, it's progress over perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're making progress, hang in there. You're doing a great job. You're doing great. And and as long as you're you're taking steps and you're not settling for an experience for our children that is lesser and you know you could do better. Okay, fair enough, but but do so with perhaps an edge toward where where you can see the light, you can see the positive outcome.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's one thing to say you know like be positive, think positive thoughts, but are there any stepping stones to make yourself a more positive person? Absolutely. So I I uh, today
1: I'm headed out to coach my son's football team,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I previous to COVID I spent a number of years on the road, and so I was not. Uh, able to commit to a, a even a youth, you know, pop Warner or other recreation coaching because you need to be there every week. and I couldn't count on that. And so um, I used to feel really bad about that. I used to feel like, ah, oh, you know, I'm missing out, my kids are missing out. this isn't good. And I actually did have it affect my mood. It affect the way I saw myself. It's the way it affected the way I engaged with my children. And upon you know a shift, what I began to look for is, okay, where do I see traction? Where do I see areas where I am making a difference? And and, and a couple steps that I took. One, began to, to journal and just capture thoughts around what am I really thankful for as a parent? What's working? And, and just being reminded of where I did see a difference being made in the space where I could. Uh, number two, setting an, an intention. Uh, I I knew I wanted to get to a place where my my lifestyle, my career style could shift to where I could be back wearing the coach hat and the coach shirt and being mm-hmm. out there doing that. And so that intention it took some time, uh but it came to be. So gratitude, setting an intention, and I would say third, uh, be very careful who you give influence into your ears. Ooh, I
0: think careful. I think that's a huge one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. because
1: There are enough people out there that that can pull you down. And what you're looking for, are who are the ones that that bring you uh, true feedback? It doesn't always have to just be what's great about you. True, constructive. Here's where I see you doing great. Here's where you can grow. I have found that that is probably 80 percent of the fight is getting getting clear on who you allow to influence you.
0: Yeah, well, there can be just so many negative people out there, people that are just sort of downers. And then it's like, well, I feel down too.
1: Yeah, I have a rule that if they're a stranger and they don't know me, they don't count. Mm -hmm. If if, if it's this random person that's out there that just wants to say something critical, that's nice. You can do that. It doesn't count. It's not even on my scoreboard. What registers, what my spouse has to say what my what my dearest friends, what my children have to say, mm-hmm. that carries a lot of weight. Those are voices I want to hear, not strangers. and if 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 a source
0: becomes too down, you know, learn to filter, learn to consider where they're coming from. Totally. Well, then how do we get better about finding our strengths or what are some examples of strengths maybe? Yeah,
1: so we use five clues and and this is a very simple litmus test to decide is something I'm doing when I've finished doing it do I feel strong?
0: Mm-hmm. And if
1: if it doesn't make me feel strong, it's probably not a strength. So if I color in feeling strong one, uh, it's something that you're enthusiastic about. You're looking forward to it. That's a that's a great sign that you're probably into an activity that's going to make you feel strong because You're you're part in time to make it happen. Number two, it comes easy to you. So an example I often use are those of you who love to prepare food. I make time to do it because it's something I'm enthusiastic about, it's it's enjoyable. And two, it's easy for me. I'm good at this, it comes natural. Three, excellence, so third-party validation. It's when someone else says, wow, Bobby, You cook great food. (laughs) Can I have some more, please?
0: Yeah, no one's saying that about me, but I get what you're saying. (laughs) Me neither.
1: (laughs) But if it it was that, they would say, hey, that's really good. Could you plan that party? Could you put that outing together? Could you you teach this to the kids? Whatever it is, third-party validation is a great clue that, huh, I'm probably really good at whatever this activity is. Fourth, and this is, in my opinion, number four, is probably the great separator and its energy that that once I'm done doing the activity because I feel good about myself and I've been complimented or praised or given just some level of recognition I I have a pep in my step I'm 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 feeling the the serotonin in the room it's oh this is great look forward to it again and that's the fifth is that you have endurance you'll keep coming back around to that activity whatever it is even when you're tired even when you know, days that uh, football, which is one of my strengths in coaching sports, um, even when I, I I'm had a long day and I'm tired, nah, you better believe, put my whistle on and I'm
0: getting out there because it's a strength. You do a lot of corporate trainings and things like that. How has what you learned in the business world, how does it apply to the parenting world? Because I'm sure there's some connections there. Yeah, when we train
1: managers, um, we'll always ask a question or uh, if I'm directing, I will, I'll say, so how many of you are parents in the room? And you'll get a certain percentage that are parents and and say, okay, well, how many of you had parents and you get most everyone else or Mm -hmm. you were parented on some level. So we usually get everyone agreeing. Okay, we know what parenting is. Yeah, And and then we'll talk about the similarities between managing adults and parenting kids. And uh, funny enough, there's a lot of crossover between the two. We like to say that managing adults um, is very similar to the kids, except you can't fire the kids, so you have to you're, you're pretty much you're pretty much here for the long haul, but otherwise much of the principles are the same. This so hmm. is something we teach both sides and very important for management is that people want to follow a manager or boss or VP whatever you, executive whatever level you choose. Someone they know, someone they like, and someone they trust, and someone who knows and likes and trusts them back. That mutual relationship. Humans are humans wherever you put us. So we wanna we wanna engage with you when we feel that. And so we talk about three positions that are really important for a, a manager to keep in mind. And this is this is a position that I choose as an intention, but the person I'm leading gets to decide if I'm actually occupying it. So. One of these three positions will always hold. Number one, the advocate. This is where Bobby, if I was your manager, you would think Brandon's got my back. Brandon's Mm -hmm. in my corner. Brandon Brandon clears a path for me. If I go to Brandon and tell him, hey, I really would like to promote, my answer would be, let me me help you. Let me find a way to get you there. Or if that promotion is impossible here, well, Bobby, let's find a path where we can prepare you for your next adventure. Maybe not here. Both are okay. That's an advocate where you feel like, wow, you're, you're really invested in my success. And and the answer for any great boss should be, of course I am. Because if you're successful, I'm successful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is reciprocal. I I win when you win. Well, the second way that you might see me as your adversary. This is where you actually start to feel like we are in competition. I am against you. I'm I am actually opposing your growth or, or advancement or for some reason, just not being kind, not being understanding, not taking the extra time to understand, huh, you seem to have a challenge with this sort of time frame or this reality. And you might share, well, yes, I have this, this, and this going on in my personal space or this happening in my professional space. Let's talk that through versus, well, that's too bad. Get it done. Do it mm-hmm. anyway yeah you know, that doesn't feel good that feels like great you know, you're not even listening so mm-hmm. adversarial interestingly enough for kids you know we like to say there's two things that every kid wants from their parent um one would be they want to know that way we are loved and every child wants to know do you love me and then secondly every kid would love to say hey can i have everything i want when i want it i mean every kid sure. would have, to have that so a great parent is going to say Yes, I love you, and no, you can't have, have everything you want because I love you. Um, and sometimes that'll feel adversarial because you do need to be the assertive. You mm-hmm. gotta hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. Exactly that uh, that does though. In the course of time, show itself as no. That's actually being an advocate. That's caring. That's wanting. So the third position, Bobby, is actually the worst. It's the worst for parents. It's the worst for management, and it's ambivalence. It's where you don't know where you stand with me from one day to the next. And so one day you're like, oh, wow, you know, Brandon called me into his office and uh, it it was fantastic. I felt like, you know, I was the most valuable employee. And the next day it's, he's not even looking at me. And we're not even talking. No, I can't, what's going on? And ambivalence just, it it creates unsteady ground. And in that space, both adults who are in the workplace or children they begin to falter because it creates confusion. And a simple phrase we use for managers is confused minds do nothing. They don't, they don't mm-hmm. advance well. And that happens on both sides. So ambivalence is where if you if you're stuck there, it's an area where ooh, be careful. Don't you'd be better off being an adversary than ambivalent. Yeah. It's adversarial, they know where you they stand.
0: It makes me think about how anxiety and anxiety is just not knowing what the future holds. One of the worst things a child can go through is neglect. like that that just has such a lasting impact, and that ties into ambivalence and in what you're talking about here. I'll tell you what, Bobby, when
1: we talk to people in the workplace, the worst experience they describe is neglect. Mm-hmm. It's 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 what we call an uninvolved manager. Yeah, or they just say he just doesn't care anyway. He doesn't talk to me. He's mm-hmm. not here. and and you can hear, especially if in their childhood they had some experience with this, you hear it come through as uh, as a cry for help, as a cry for, just give me something. Yeah. Just give me something, mm-hmm. give me attention because it is the worst thing you can do to a child and it's coincidentally the worst thing you can do to a team member is just yeah. ignore them. That, that's, that's not a healthy place to be.
0: Well, these were a lot of powerful ideas. How can our audience keep in touch with you or learn more about your work?
1: My wife and I have a website, and it is Annalyn, A-N-A-L-Y-N, and then my name, Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N, Annalynbrandon.com. We put updates on there about different uh, courses or classes we might be a part of, uh, different book uh, launches coming out, and uh, they can, you know, if they have interest in learning about support as a parent or uh, just uh,
0: finding a way to, to engage, that's a great place. Thank you, Brandon. Your home is kind of a business. You have resources like your time and you want to keep the whole team running smooth. So powerful words, Brandon. Thank you for being here. This has been the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I'm Bobby Williams. We'll see you next week. Peace.